Welcome back to Two Gals in a Glass Half Full. This month, we are continuing our conversation about leadership, and we're very excited about our today's guest. But before we get started, Dr. Jess, what is in your glass? So today, I have moved on from coffee, and I've got, it's hard to see, but I have infused water that I've been drinking. I did a, a, a video about this on our social media, and so it's so easy. You just chop up cucumber, uh, lime, or lemon. I've been doing lemon and ginger and just put it in a carafe and like let it sit and then I just refill the water and so it just stays infused and I use that for a couple of days at a time and I drink way more uh because it has like really good flavor um so it sounds good it's really good and you could do all sorts of stuff in there like you could put mint or wrap up rosemary I mean whatever I have a little bit of extra of I just shove it in and let it sit in water and infuse in and it's quite tasty um yeah uh so Dr. Bobby what's in your glass I am having, I already drank a bunch of water, so I am having a sparkling water. Um, These are, we found, I don't normally like sparkling waters, but it's a brand from Costco, um, and it just has water and, of course, natural flavor, which who knows what that is, but it's really good. It's summer berry, so that Uh is what I'm drinking this morning. I like it, and uh, with us today in our month of leadership, we have Jenny, who uh, she will be introducing herself. And normally, she would have her glass. However, <laughs> I'm gonna let Jenny explain why she doesn't have her glass in her hands right now. <laughs> um, well, my office gets really bad service, so I had to walk outside. So, <laughs> I mean, in my current glass is my office. If you wanted that kind of glass, um, right. but what I was drinking was just coffee. I like yeah. it really strong with a lot of sugar and half and half. There we go. So it's that kind of morning, you know, just. <laughs> <laughs> and it's 10 o'clock and I'm still trying to work. I have one of those glasses that keep the coffee really warm for a really long time. Yeah. Cause that's yeah. still like my first cup that I'm still working on. Just, you know, constantly talking. And then I'm like, Ooh, a sip would be great. So, yeah. right. <laughs> it's yeah, more yeah. like a shot at a time of coffee. There we go. That's how that works. <laughs> I like it. I like it, I like it. So Jenny, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, okay, so my name is Jenny. Um, I tease saying I'm Jenny from the bank, um, but uh, that way people remember it. But um, no, I am a mom of two, full-time mom of two little girls, um, eight and five. And I am a full-time wife, and I'll just say second time around, and it's great. Um, and then I am also a full-time um banker uh, as what I say I've been doing banking for 16 years um, and that's my full-time job uh, vice president branch manager and business banker so really everything that bank asks um, and people I get to help that's what I do short version of a little bit about me yeah I love it so meaning like you know a little bit about leadership <laughs> in different areas <laughs> of your life <laughs> got it and you know right. what's funny is even leadership, um, I it's even in high school, um, in my youth group at church, my my youth pastor was like, Jenny, people listen to you. Will you go greet people as they come in? Hey, that person is sitting by themselves. Will you go help them with that? Hey, can you stand up on stage and t- give it the announcement? So like in ninth grade, he saw something in me and just he sent me to two leadership universities that we did in the summer. Um, and so I've either always been team captain of my softball teams through high school, um, captain of my basketball team. I know y'all can't tell from here, but I am only for 11 and a half. And yes, I played <laughs> basketball and I was a captain. 
Um, and then I think it's just grown naturally into that. I actually, before I even became a branch manager at work, my teammates, whenever the manager position came open, they were like, Jenny, if we're going to work for anybody, we'd rather work for you. Can you apply for that? So, um, so yeah, so it's, it's kind of funny, actually, how long I've been doing some kind of leadership. <laughs> right. And I love how they were all different roles, you know, Absolutely. so many different types of leadership. Yeah, lots of them. So that kind of, that being said, like, obviously your leadership style has grown over the years. What would you say kind of like is where you started and then what kind of got you to kind of like, you know, conform along the way or make some changes and like kind of noticing what worked versus what didn't work? Like, what did that process look like? Um, Making a lot of mistakes. Mm -hmm. I'll I'll say that Um, because doing those different leadership roles when I was younger, you know, I became my first branch manager at 25. And I was coaching people that were double my age. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and when my boss came in was like, hey, I need you to make this change. I'd go right in and be like, all right, this is what we're doing. And, and I would go into a new team or a team that had already been formed. And I made mistakes. I, I did not take the time to learn them as people. I did not come in and I just came in like a bull in a china shop, making the changes my boss wanted me to make. And um, I, I made a lot of mistakes. Um, I wasn't honest with people when I was like, you're not good at your job. I just didn't tell them that. We tried to come up with excuses of making them quit. Like it was just so really I learned from my mistakes. Um, and I'm still learning from mistakes that I make even 14 years after being like corporate leadership. But um, I, I learned by a lot of mistakes. <laughs> I feel mistakes are sometimes the hardest lessons, but the best lessons. Cause man, yes. they, they stay with you and you're like, Oh, I never want to feel like that again. Or I never want to, you know, never want to be in that position again. Like if I can prevent it. So I feel like even though they're the hardest mistakes, sometimes they're the best. Yes. And, and I'll tell you, most of them have turned out because, and I think too, there's, we make mistakes. So the question is, do we learn from them? Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember one of my first teams coming in that I didn't form with, but the one I was brand new into, Hey, I need you to go to this office. I remember coming in again, pulling a China shop, just trying to change everything right away. And I had one of my teammates literally yell at me in the lobby and just give me a two felt like 10 minutes, give me a two minute rundown of everything I was doing wrong, how horrible of a leader I was. I'm supposed to be building a team and it's not working. You're tearing us apart. Da, 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 da. And we're going, huh? First of all, please, like, am I, so I walked back to my office and I remember going, called HR and was like, what am I doing that? And they're like, nothing. I'm like, what? And they're like, call her in her office and just talk to her. And so I did. I called her in my office and I said, hey, listen, I was like, and this is where I learned to be honest, like, just honest with them and, hey, I get you're going to have disagreements with me. Um, I understand that. But like, can you come in my office and shut the door? It's fine. Tell me all about it. Yell at me in here. Just not in front of the middle lobby with all the other teammates. And I remember learning just, hey, this is an at-will workplace. You don't have to work here if you don't like me. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I just learned to just, especially with that one, like just being blunt, honest, and our relationship changed at that moment. I actually, she ended up writing me a long letter, how I was her favorite boss and how we worked through it. And it was just because I was honest with her through that part. But the mistake of just 
coming in and changing it. And she let me know. So I appreciated that at the same time. <laughs> For sure. And I think that's what happens so often is like, we don't like stop and take that pause to think like in this environment, what is going to be the best solution or the best scenario. And it's like, just because something worked really well in a different environment, which could be a different people, different culture in that environment, different strategies, different changes. Like so many things are different that like taking that pause, which is the mindfulness part of being a leader. It's just like, I hear you and I see you. I'm going to pause and like make sure that I'm coming about this with intention. And that's like, nobody teaches you that. Nobody says like, hey, by the way, you should pause before you speak and make sure that we're like meeting everybody's needs. Like we want to meet the needs of like the higher ups, but we also want to meet the needs of the employees at the same time. And so like me in the middle here, I'm going to make sure that happens. Yes. Pause. (laughs) At least that's what I do. It's just like, see it as a pause. Yeah. And that self-aware of when you are told something that you're doing, it's like, wait, is that really something I'm doing wrong or is it something they didn't like about like, is it like, is it, Oh, that's actually a compliment. You told me you didn't like that. Thank you. Or is it? So for me, it's like when people tell me I have to stop, pause and reflect on me and then make sure like, did I do something wrong? Did I not? Like I, sometimes it's, it's a day. Sometimes it's not an hour. Sometimes it's a day and then I'll come back and address it. Um, But just being able to stop and think. Yeah. And I think too, like, go ahead. Sorry. No, it's okay. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say the different leadership positions. So like, um, if I'm in the chamber and I'm leading, that's a different type of leadership. Like from a, if someone comes up and tells me I do wrong, I don't run that place. I'm, you're not my teammate. I'm just here leading an event. Like, okay, thanks for letting me, thanks for sharing. I may not address it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then at home, it's, it's a whole different ball game too. So, um, as even being leader of mom, right? Right. So either way you stop and pause. Yeah. Oh, as I say with that pause, sometimes it's also like, you know, you, sometimes we, as leaders, you can see how this change is going to be beneficial. You can see Mm -hmm. all the amazing things that are, can happen from it. But if your team or whoever you're leading doesn't see that, it's going to look as like, what are they doing? You're going to put their defenses and guard up. So sometimes before you tell them what the change is, sometimes you got to get them to see the dream and the vision and where everyone's going and then explain to them, this is kind of how we can get there. But sometimes we're so excited as leaders. You're so excited because you can see, you you know where it is. You just go in there, as you said, like a bull in a channel shop and you're like, we're going to do And there, everyone's like, wait a second. They have no idea. They can't see down the road. They don't see where that vision is going yet. And I think yes. that's like that whole sharing, like in my head, like one thing I've learned is share, 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 share the whys of why we're doing what we're doing sharing this is the vision um and then like if i'm out of the office because i'm networking or i'm doing like my team still i want them to know what i'm doing so i share that part of it so they see the results the whys how we're doing how i'm doing it and and i i love to know the whys whys motivate me a lot of why we do what we do um Mm. but you're right my team needs to know that that hey this is why we're doing yeah I think that kind of gets into, we're talking about that kind of situational based leadership where 
it depends on what it is that we're trying to get done as to how you implement that message or that feedback or whatever it might be. So it might be a one-on-one type thing where you're super direct. It might be more like a group-based thing where we do want to hear some dialogue. Uh, And there might be times where we don't want to hear dialogue because like, you know, in the situation, we don't have time for dialogue. Uh, So like really being able to kind of take your own pause is going to help you have that strategy that you at least feel best with, whether or not it works, you'll know (laughs) soon enough. (laughs) But like, I know I implement a lot of similar strategies of what I've learned with working with um, staff members. I've implemented a lot of that with parenting, to tell you the truth of like really getting them to understand the why behind the change that is happening so it feels like they're keeping some of the control in the situation is is the moral of the story. Nobody wants to feel like they have no say and no control. So the more that we empower people around us to know that they do have power, as you said, this is like, you don't have to work here. Nobody is forcing you to work here. Like <laughs> you have the power to change your situation. You know, I would prefer if you didn't. You know, but I mean, <laughs> with kids, you don't have the power to leave the family until yeah. you're like older, if you know, if that, that ever happens, hopefully it doesn't. Um, but like, how can you instill that sense of power and control so that they feel like they're making their own decisions, education, like, so they understand the why they are educated, they're knowledgeable, and now they can make a logical choice to work with you on this joint effort, which might be getting ready for school in the morning <laughs> it might be <laughs> something as simple as that right <laughs> like so it's like it's really interesting like it's helped me a ton with parenting I don't know if you feel the same I think it's funny because like you said giving them that power like I want them to know like yes you're a child but I love your ideas and I want you mm-hmm. to but there are times that and and this goes for work and family which I laugh about is like my children complain, well, why don't we eat this? Or why do we have to live here? Or why don't, and I'm like, you know what? You have the power to do that. When you get out and make your own job and your own money, then you can make those decisions. And I remember (laughs) once my youngest daughter, like two years ago, she was like three and we were going down a grocery store aisle and she was like, and I always tell her, look, you don't have your money. You're not going to buy it. Like, and so one day she was walking and she goes, you know, when I have my own money, I'm going to buy everything on this shelf. And I was like, and you can do that because it's your right. own money. You have the power to do that. Yeah. And I think even my teammates here, like my, my associates, I'm like, hey, you have the power to be out of this position, but you have to be good at this position first. It's in your hand, but you have right. to earn that right to get there. Right. And so, yeah, but they have the, at least they know that, oh, wait, I can get there. It's in my control. One day mm-hmm. it will be, not now, but it could be one day. So right. yeah, power and yeah. let them know they can earn it. <laughs> At the same time, like here's the path to get there, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to show you the path. I'm going to help you on that path and encourage you. If you jump off the path, you know, typically there's consequences, <laughs> you know, yes. uh, like it, it's, it's very clear. It's actually like so blatantly clear um as long as you do this and keep reaching for those things that we have set in place that we've educated you on whether it's an employee that you're trying to grow into a role 
for a child that you're trying to get from like, you know, more efficient in something or, you know, progress their way through whatever concepts you're trying to get them to learn. It's all just based on like, how can we get that individual or group of individuals to ultimately see the collective of how their participation really does benefit the collective whether it's the household, the business, whatever it might be. And the more I, from my perspective, that we have everybody on that, like, I'm part of this collective whole, then it's, you really do better. Like the household runs better. It's calmer. It's happier. The business runs better. Everybody's kind of excelling in what they're good at and growing in what they're challenged with. And so it's like, we kind of, kind of hit them in the right areas to kind of excel and grow, excel and grow. Um, but that can be hard um, with personalities. That can get difficult, um, depending. Uh, <laughs> now, have y'all ever, and, and this is fun, so question back to y'all, have y'all ever noticed or have you ever asked, like when I used to have, like even my kids now, but I'll ask them, like my youngest was like, mom, I just can't write this. And I would say, okay, I'll tell you what. Because I've learned the power of questions. I was like, if your friend who you knew could write letters came up to you and said, I can't write letters, and you know they can't, what would you use to help encourage them? Like, what words would you say? And then, like, there's silence because it's like, huh. And so when my team, I've learned, comes to complain about something, I'm like, well, if, what would you do differently or what? So I don't know about y'all, but have y'all found that asking them questions actually like turns it around a little bit? Mm -hmm. I think it, it makes them a, it makes you them. It makes everyone look from different perspectives too. Like when you're asking the questions, it's like, it takes away from them a little bit. Um, and like, if they have a problem, it's like, well, what's, what's the solution? Cause a lot of times people just want to complain. You know, but it's like, and you're welcome to complain, but you better come with the solution to that complaint. I like, and coaching gymnastics, I did that with my kids. If they're like, oh, I can't do this or this hurts. Okay, what can we do then? You know, or I don't feel like good enough today to do this. Okay, well, what can we do that can lead you along that path? And then they're like, oh, and just like starting to teach them that thought process of like, okay, like if you, if there's something you can't do, or there's a complaint, like you better have an idea of like an alternative or like how could you work towards this then well and you're yeah. training them to problem solve yeah and so you're kind of saying hey by the way like you have the ability to figure this out I'm just helping you step outside of your perspective because we get clouded all the time and that's you know part of as a leader you have to step outside of your own perspective and say how would somebody else receive this information and so you're kind of showing them that strategy. And I think as the more that they start stepping out and realizing like, oh, if I looked at this from a different perspective, I now found my own solution. That in, in itself is a constant lesson. And then if they can start to implement that independently, boom, like that ball is just rolling. And that goes back to the power. They now know they have the power to... I can problem solve. I can. And it gives them that confidence and that power to, yeah, you can help with that. Like that goes straight back to your power that you were talking about. Exactly. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It just keeps it healthier. I think it's not this like, because we never want to create this, this um, sensation of feeling have somebody dependent on, on you as the leader. Cause that never, I mean that you'll never get to where you want to go with that kind of scenario. It, 
you know, it, you're, I think that ceiling will always be lower um, versus being able to really raise raise that ceiling. Um, so like no no creating dependency. I think that was a very old style of, of leadership. And there's a lot of like research and evidence that we kind of talked about in the first episode this month about like some of the styles that research wise have been shown that are not effective. And so like having that like, you know, I say jump, you say how high, we don't question anything um, in a business or home environment. Um, this is not life and death scenarios. This is not, you know, this is not military. We were talking about business and home. Um, yes. Really making sure that we're evolving the thinking of uh, each individual as an employee, as part of a group, as part of a team, as part of a department, as part of, you know, maybe regional that's going to be completely a completely different way of thinking and so that's where a lot of research has been done to say situational based leadership mindfulness mindfulness based leadership using multiple strategies is really what is effective in the long term meaning there isn't one way to do it ha <laughs> like funny there's not one way to approach the situation because humans are all different yeah <laughs> yeah yes yeah. And managing to the people, like that's right. one thing I've learned with leadership is, is it is individualized. I'm sorry if I'm like looking down, I'm making sure no ants are crawling on my feet. Um, <laughs> so, um, but managing to the people and, and this is something I've learned too, like, like you were talking about when you, you're constantly making people depend on, on you, it's draining. I find mm -hmm. it so draining in the end. Now it's hard mm -hmm. at first, I think to help develop people. Um, but it's so draining, like in the end to make them dependent on you. Um, and I don't know if y'all have felt that as well, but I mean, it's just like, ah, oh, you're the dude, everything. Now, I guess some people probably like that. Um, but what I've learned too, is if, if I can manage like to the individuals and to the people, um, first of all, I've learned, I have to actually care about them. Mm -hmm. And let's be honest, I don't care about everybody right away, but I dig to where like and I love people in general they're amazing to me they're hilarious but all of a sudden if I'm like oh I don't know if I'm not gonna work together as a team I actually dig harder into okay tell me about you give me and we find some kind of common bond and I find what makes their tick like what motivates them because I've learned I can't motivate people but I can inspire them so it makes me dig harder to find out what motivates them and then try to work around that motivation. Um, and it's not as draining because then it's more fun for me. And yeah. it becomes a, ooh, let's figure this out. And sorry if that is blowing up the phone. <laughs> yeah, no, I love can it. The, can you hear the crickets and the grasshoppers? Um, no. No, I don't, I I don't hear them. Yeah. Okay, great then. Yeah. Um, but anyway, I have learned that you, you do have to care and manage to the individuals. And as y'all know with a team of five or six or if you're working with you know 30 gymnastics students mm -hmm. everybody is different period mm -hmm. everybody is yes very yeah. much so <laughs> and different um, reasons for being there different different goals different dreams so not all of not not everyone's goal is going to be the same and not everyone wants a leadership role some people just want to show up and do their job and go home and that's okay too but still teaching them like they take responsibility and you know you are welcome to be part of this and that um I think is really important yeah 
I love it. So Jenny, uh, as we're wrapping up, as far as like advice, like, you know, some just kind of generalized advice for like big ticket things, like takeaway points. Cause you know, we only like really remember 10% of what we hear. Yeah. <laughs> what's our punch whatever (laughs) I think biggest takeaways are share 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 um be honest with them like I remember once I had somebody come up to me and was like Jenny I've applied for this job three times I don't understand why am I not getting it I knew she wasn't getting it I was her third manager they'd already told me why she wasn't getting it but no one had ever told her and I was just, I had three items that I knew I needed to tell her. And I just sat her down. And by the end of the three, she was crying because she had never heard it. And I was kind of, it wasn't harsh at all. And she ended up being another one of my great employees because I was honest with her. So I think in general, if we're just honest, share with our teams what we're thinking, share the whys. Um, and I think that all pulls around to just honesty and caring about them, period. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely, I definitely agree. I think the more genuine you are, you can be direct so that you're not, you're not skirting away, you know, you're not going in circles around something that's uncomfortable. If there's an elephant in the room, like, let's just call it what it is. There's an elephant. It's right there. We all see it. Um, Maybe some of us like chose to look in the other direction, uh, but it's still there. So cool. Now that it's out there, let's figure out how to deal with it. You know? Yeah. And I lived a long time not being honest um, and personally with my family and with that, like just kind of, oh, this is what they want to hear. And this is, and it, it just, I've learned, huh, I can be honest, tell the truth and still love them. It's okay. (laughs) Yes. 100%. I I think that's like, it's completely true. I mean, there's times where I I say like, I honestly don't want to be around you right now. This behavior isn't something that I like, I don't want to interact with that. What you don't want to be around me. I don't want to be around this behavior. So I'm going to go over here. And then when you're ready to rejoin, I, I would love that. Like, okay. it's not, I don't like you. I'm not screaming at you. Honestly, I really don't want to be around this it hurts my ears. You know, like, <laughs> well, and it makes me shrilly and say, like, I don't want to be uh, around it. <laughs> I don't want to be around it. I honestly feel that way. So I'm going to walk into the other room. And with, with honest things like that, like compliments or not compliments, but honest feedback, like it's the only way that someone can change if they want to, it's the only way that they can, you know, do some self-reflection and stuff. So if no Mm -hmm. one's honest, then you're not, you're really not giving them the opportunity to be able to step up um, and get that position. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I've learned you and, and kind of going back to the caring thing, you actually have to care for them to be honest with them. And I don't know if y'all noticed that, but like yeah. the people that I don't feel like we're actually going to listen I, the one time I'm like, I just, if I don't, and I hate, this is going to be strong words, but I, if I don't care enough or they, if I, some people I'll just let it slide because maybe I don't have to be around them that much or I know they're like a passing through the wind and I may not say anything. Right. Mm-hmm. But like the people I've learned that, no, I, I'm more honest with the ones I care about the most and I care about their future. And yeah. so if I'm not wanting to be honest with them, it, it makes me self-reflect like, Ooh, maybe I don't care enough. And I've got to figure out that. Yeah. It takes more bandwidth. Like it, like it takes more emotional energy from you to be honest. 
because it would be way easier to just avoid <laughs> yeah really I mean like that's what I, I try to say the same thing I'm like you know this would be way easier if I just completely avoided it and like just you know didn't even go in that direction however if I completely avoid this then this is never going to happen we're never going to get this done or whatever it might be and that's just kind of sad for everybody so <laughs> let's just get through this as uncomfortable as it is there might be tears there might not be emotions going to come out, which is again, taxing to like, you know, deal with all of that. I mean, I even just having students, like when I would have um, my interns come in on a regular basis on the first week, they would cry at some point. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of had a little bit of a reputation. Um, And the thing is not that I was being mean, I would never call names. I would never tell them that they're dumb or stupid. I would just challenge their thinking to have an answer when I would ask a question because it's better to feel uncomfortable in front of me than when it's a patient asking you because you're about to graduate and you're going to have a patient asking you this question and you can't cry in front of them. You can't say, uh, I don't know, um, uh, you need to have an answer. And so, yeah, it's your first week and I am asking you to speak back. Like that doesn't make me a bad person. That tells me that you're not yet prepared for this step. That's why you're working with me. That's why we're together for the next couple of months. And week one, you're just not used to this level of accountability, but your patients will eat you alive if you can't do this. And this is not a test where there's a multiple choice anymore. Like you got to defend your rationale. And so it was like, they were, they were like, oh, just made another one cry today. <laughs> just like, and emotion is preparing them. Like you said, emotion is fine. Them. That's yeah. where you should be. You should be scared out of your pants. You've never done this before. I cried, not in front of anybody, but like, I can't do this. I don't know. I'm not going to be good. I, you know, we all have this self doubt that comes out. And so like, get it out have the catharsis it doesn't have to be in front of me if it is that's okay I'm not gonna make you feel bad but like you're exactly where you should be they're like why is this where I should be you're uncomfortable I was like gosh I still have those days yeah 12 13 13 years into the profession there are still days where I'm like in tears because I don't know how to help this person and I feel like I should you know like I don't have the answers you know so good goodness I still feel that way (laughs) 13 years in sometimes and emotions okay by the and way yeah mm-hmm. especially when you're brand new into something like it's okay to feel overwhelmed now we have to teach you composure <laughs> <laughs> in the moment of like how can we get you through the moment with the right answer to say you know what that's a great question I'm going to do some research and come back with the answer okay instead of like um I don't know Mm-mm. two ways to say it <laughs> Mm-hmm. But like, it takes so much more energy for me to work with that person and really go through all of that emotion. than if I just like, let them go kind of be like lackadaisical, yeah, do a couple things. I'll sign off on whatever. I mean, that was way more effort than like a laid back CI. So yeah, I know not laid back, but by the way, this is costing me energy too. Okay. So <laughs> I care enough about you and the people you're going to be helping to help and you. the people you're going to be helping. Yeah. So I care about the outcome on the other side as well, because I know that the better we prepare people for what's coming up next, the better the next interactions are going to be. And that's that ripple that keeps going. 
And so the more that we do it right and really prepare people, the ripple just keeps moving forward in a positive direction. Exactly. <laughs> Hopefully not the tsunami. Um, <laughs> ripple, ripple. <laughs> hey, I have uh, people have made cry. I just hand them a Kleenex. Yeah. And, you know, hey, it's fine. Go ahead. It's yeah. fine. Do this close and make your door close. That's fine. It's fine. This yep. is a safe place to cry. Like you said, not out there. Let's hold it together. Yep. But come yeah. on here. Here's tissue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get it out. Like sometimes it's just like pent up, you know, and it's like, get it out. You're fine. No one's going to beat you up. Okay. But please don't do that out there because they will. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to let you know. They'll, they'll get you. <laughs> Got to get you strong enough for out there. Right. Okay. Awesome. Oh, uh, and they need that cheerleader behind them. So that's awesome. Exactly. You know, having some, you know, use a little bit of the uh, emotional intelligence to kind of meet them where they are. So <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right. So this was great, Jenny. I really love it. I love talking about leadership. I think it's just so applicable to like every aspect of life. And I love like talking with other people that get it and are like, ah, it's imperfect. Some of it you make up as you go. Some of it you mess yeah. up. <laughs> Some of it you learn along the way. <laughs> oh. Thank right, you everybody. guys so much for having me. Of course. Thank you very much. And we will be moving on next month into pain. So uh, stay tuned for more. Thank you for listening to the episode today. If you would like to learn more about how Two Gals can support you, then join our Two Gals Insiders membership, which can be found at www.2-gals.com. Also, don't forget, follow us on social media. We're on Facebook as well as Instagram. Okay, everybody. Bye. Enjoy your week.